Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather, and we thank you for the songs that have been sung, the prayers that have been prayed, those that have come out to celebrate us, celebrate you with us. And Father, we thank you for just an opportunity to bless you in our giving. And we just ask as we look into your word to get a better understanding of what great workmanship, what a masterpiece we are because of your plan for us. Cause us to grow and cause us to know how precious we are to you and that we will transfer that desire to be that precious gift back to you. So we thank you and we honor you for your word this day. We thank you for this assembly. We thank you for all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Last week I got so excited that uh, I only did the introduction and so today is officially, unofficially, officially, episode number one of our series called Masterpiece in Progress. Masterpiece in Progress. And I would like to point out Ephesians, the second chapter, the tenth verse in the NLT says this. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that, that he planned for us long ago. And we're going to go through each chapter pointing out the wonderfulness that God has done in this plan, in this painting that he has created. This masterpiece. We talked about sculptures. We talked about what a masterpiece is. And it is something that is done or and is made with superior or extraordinary skill. And the other point that I want to bring out about the masterpiece is the only person that knows why they created the masterpiece is the artists themselves. Yes. The artist knows what emotion, the artist knows what situation, the artist knows why he created that, what he created. And it then comes to the realization that it causes us to see how much effort is placed in creating a masterpiece. And the first point that I want to bring out today is the purpose of God is to bring all things together under Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And we can know God's purpose by knowing God. I need to hit y'all with that again. We can know God's purpose mm -hmm. by knowing God. We can know God's purpose by knowing God. It is funny to me how with social media today, see I done got off on my tangent before I got to my scripture, but it's funny to me how you can have the maximum amount of friends on Facebook, 5,000 friends on Facebook. However, comma, how many of them know you? How many of them know who you are? How many of them have a relationship with you? But 
Let me go on and get into my scripture because I felt I felt myself going on. We would wouldn't have been doing episode one. Episode one is in <laughs> chapter one. Let me get off that soapbox real quick. We're gonna start at the first chapter of Ephesians and look at verse starting at verse number nine. We're gonna do the English Standard Version, and it says, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him things in heaven and things on earth in him we have obtained an inheritance having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will so that we who, are, who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. 13 says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. For this reason, because, Paul says, for this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saint? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him head gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Father, bless the reading of your word. I just want to take some time and walk through this set of scriptures. And it starts off with making known to us the mystery of his will. Did y'all know that a mystery is just something that you don't know? That's all it is. A mystery is something that you don't know. So he's saying, make it known to us the mystery of his will. What we don't know about his will, God is going to make known to us according to his purpose, which he set in Christ. So when we are in Christ, we become established in understanding what God's purpose is for our lives. And so as we look at this, and it says it's as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and as well as things in, in the earth. So God says, okay, I want you to understand that I created you for a purpose. No one is here just because. There's a reason that you're here. There's a reason that you've gone through what you've gone through. There's a reason that God has you here. But you know what I discovered? It's easier to go through when you know why you're going through. 
It's easier to have hope when you know what to hope for. Mm -hmm. And that's why some people give up because they lose hope. They lose the ability to believe that something greater is on the other side of what I'm currently going through. But if you're connected in God and you know he has a purpose for you and you know that he is faithful to fulfill his purpose, yes. then whatever you go through, guess what? You can, you can go, go through. It. through. Hallelujah. He says because he has this plan so that when time is right, when it becomes the fullness, when it becomes all things are in position, right. it will manifest. Yeah. It says it, it's in him because we have accepted Christ in our lives and because Christ leads us and because Christ guides us, we can discover that we have obtained an inheritance. An inheritance was already designated, already set up, already established according to God. God has a plan for you. In verse number 12, it says, So that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. So that we could be that example, that we can be what folks say, that's the God follower. That's a person that I want to be like. I want to be able to accomplish what they've accomplished. Some of us can simply just be on this earth just to reflect who God is. Y'all not catching that? Some of us can be just on this earth just to reflect who God is. I'm going to say it one more time because I want you to grab hold of it. Some of us are on this earth just to reflect who God is. But we have heard things that unless you have or become uh, this big person in the eyes of the people, you really aren't anything. You know the biggest thing that you can be is whatever you're called to be. Okay. Mm. Amen. That's the biggest thing that you can be is whatever you are called to be. Let me jump on this soapbox. You know that you can use a fan on a boat. You can use a fan on a boat, but that ain't what it's designed for. And if you had extension cord long enough, you could actually make it work. But the second that extension cord touched that water, guess what? You're going to be doing the shakes because that thing going to shock you. But if you abnormally use something, we call that abuse. So if we find the reason to use something, let's use it for what God destined it for. Instead of us trying to manipulate it to fit what we are trying to do. Just because you're trying to get from one side of the, war, or the, or the, or the lake to the other and all you have is a fan, maybe it might be better for you just to walk. And then you can use the fan as you walk to stay cool. Instead of trying to use it as a propeller to push that boat and, and go ahead and electrocute yourself in the middle of the lake. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just, that's an example that went I through my mind. That we will, we will, when something gets abused, it causes damage to everything that's around it. And so we don't want to be the person that is abnormally used. We don't want to be the person that tries to make abnormal use of the gift that God gave us. We want to use it for the purpose in which God gave it to us. Now that then says, if we want to do that, guess what we have to do? We have to know what God gave it to us for and how he wants us to use it. 
And the only way that we can know that is to read the instructions. Okay. Amen. And then it says, in him also, when you heard the truth, the gospel of your salvation, believed in him, we were sealed with the promise, Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said, you know, he like this. He said, listen, he ain't going to talk about himself. He's always going to focus you on the things that have been said. He's always going to focus you on the word of God. He's going to provide you the directions to the instructions so that you can execute what you were created and designed for the purpose that God has called you into this earth. And then he says, this is the part I really wanted to, or I really wanted to get to today. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, there is a clarion call when you live godly. There's a draw when you live godly. When you reflect God's glory, it draws folks. We were talking about moths, and we were talking about how when you, at nighttime, if you turn on the light, guess what? Moth, you can, you can tell that moth, that moth can tell you that I am not going to that light. But as soon as that light go on, guess what he do? He go right toward it. Just reminded me, a um, long time ago, we went to see this movie with my grandbabies. I can't think of the name. It just slipped my mind. But it had the guy that, what's the name of the movie, y'all? Oh, no. Oh, huh? pounding. The, what's the one? What's the guy who was pounding the stuff? The video game. The video game guy. Oh, Wreck-It oh, Ralph. Yeah, Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Wreck-It Ralph. And what was the name of the movie, though? Just Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Okay, we don't, okay. But anyway, I kept thinking about, remember at the end of the movie, and, 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 the, and the bugs was coming to destroy the candy land, but then when they saw the light, and the guy said, I'm not going to the light, I'm not going to the light, and then he saw the light, he said, oh, light's so beautiful. That's how we sometimes get, we get drawn away from what we were purposed and get pulled away to something that can destroy us. Okay. In the same manner, though, we can be that light that will draw folks from going to something destructive and causing Amen. them to live into the glorious liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Amen. So we just have to realize what light we're going to. Okay. Wow. Yes. Realize the light. And if you understand your purpose, some light may not be the right light for you to be in. That's all I got to say about the light for right now. But as we look in this, we see that he says that, <coughs> excuse me, that the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, because he's, he's saying, I do not see us to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And then in verse 17, he says, this is his prayer. And I would love for you this week to add this to your prayer repertoire and say it something like this. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give me the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. That my eyes... The, the eyes of my heart have been enlightened, that I may know what is the hope to which he has called me. And what is the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? 
And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward me because I believe according to the working of his great might mm -hmm. that he worked in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. Y'all hear me? Yes. Say that. That God give me your spirit of wisdom. God give me the spirit of revelation and the knowledge of who you are. Verse 17 still. God, give me this spirit of wisdom. Now let me tell you something. Because the Holy Spirit dwells in you, guess what? The spirit of wisdom's already in you, but you're just not exercising the wisdom because you think you got to go somewhere else and get the wisdom. But I'm trying to tell you that you already got the wisdom in you. All right? And now... Not only does it have wisdom, but it has revelation. Remember I said a mystery is just something you don't know. So if you say, Lord, I don't understand this, can you reveal it to me? Can you give me the revelation of it? He guess what happens? If you ask, he will give it. And he don't even have no shadow or no variableness in it. He gives it to you totally and fully. And when he does that, verse 18 says... Having the eyes of your heart enlightened. That your heart, the inner you, the you that you only you know about, can then see better, can know more, and can operate closer to the will of God for your life. Man, boy. God will reveal to us. He will show us. But all he asks is that you ask. Right. I'm not going to push it on you. Right. All you got to do is ask. Right. Give me the spirit of wisdom, God. Give me the spirit of revelation and the knowledge of you so that I can be what you do. Open up the eyes of my heart, Lord, so that I can see and be enlightened to your glorious and wondrous works in my life. That's all we have to ask. Jesus said, you know what? If you seek, guess what? You're going to find. If you knock, the door going to open. If you ask, it's going to be given to you. Isn't that something? The, the reality is, the reason you ain't got is because you ain't getting. Oh, there you go. The reason you ain't got, I like that Holy Ghost. If you ain't, the reason you ain't got is because you ain't getting. Okay, okay, y'all y'all give me that look. When you want something, you figure out a way to make it happen. That's right. Amen. You figure out a way. Boy, you get up one day and say, man, I would love me something, something, something to eat. And you be like, well, I don't know how to make it. You go in there, Google, such and such and such and such. <laughs> Pinterest, there it is. You go find the way. How come we can't do the same thing to know the purpose and the power of God in our lives? God, I want to walk more in your will. So let me look at your will. Let me understand your will. Your spirit is in me. I want to understand it better. Give me wisdom to walk as you have created for me to walk. So that we can understand, I want us to understand this other part. Verse number 19 says, what is 
the measured greatness. No, no. that ain't not what it says. What is the immeasurable greatness of his power to us or towards us, accessible to us that believe? There is no limit to the power that is in you that God has available to you that you have access to. But guess what? You don't have it because you don't ask for it and you ain't seeking it because you don't believe you got it. I come to let you know today, you have access. You can access it. God wants you to access it. Guess what you need to do? Access it. Y'all catching on. Y'all catching on. Y'all catching on. Y'all catching on. Access it. How do I access it? Let's go back up here. Verse number 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give me the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. That's how you access it. Ask. You shall receive. Seek. You shall find. Knock. And the door shall be open. God, I want more of your power in my life. But now, okay, now, but let me warn you now. I need to warn you. I need to warn you. Have y'all ever had a really good night's sleep? Or, I mean, you wake up, the pillow wet, and it ain't from sweat because you were slobbering so hard because you were just knocked out. I mean, you got to wring the pillow out type of sleep where you just felt, don't you, you feel energized, don't you? Now, some of us ain't had that kind of sleep in a long time, but you remember, you felt energized. You're like, woo, woo. That's what, when you start asking God for that, and he starts empowering you, he starts strengthening your spirit, and you realize, man, I had access to this all the time. It's just like we got access to good sleep all the time. Guess what we don't do? We don't go to sleep. We don't go to sleep. We don't, okay, all right, okay. I ain't, I ain't talking about nobody. Look straight ahead. Look, look straight ahead. Look straight ahead. Look straight ahead. I heard somebody say, just move on, Pastor. Okay, all right, so that's what we're going to do. Because I want us to understand that God has, okay, this is the, this is the picture that just ran through my mind. Have y'all ever been, um, like, watching TV or doing something that had to be plugged in? And it keep going out. And you're like, why does this thing keep going out? The first thing that they tell you to do is what? Check the power. Is the item on? Check the power. Right? When it stops working, the first thing they tell you, check the power. You look behind there, and you see that the, uh, the plug is halfway in to the socket. So it's not getting full power, so it's causing some issues. But when you plug it in fully, you get full power. So the revelation just came to me. Some of us only got half a prong stuck into the socket. <laughs> and so every once in a while we get that, whoo, I got that, whoo, you know, I got whoo. But if you plug in fully all the time, all right? That's what came to my up, man. If, okay, I'm preaching to myself. I don't care. Uh, this is good. All right, so. God will give us, he will, he will once you ask for the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of revelation, and he will give it to you. He says that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened. 
that you will know what is the hope. Do you know hope is one of the strongest driving forces, not only to us that are in Christ, but to mankind itself. Hope is what causes us to do things that have never been done before. Hope causes us to go places we've never been before. Hope causes us to run to places that we've never thought we would go to. Because hope allows us to see what we cannot see. Hope opens up the understanding to say that it can be done. If I can imagine it, guess what? I think I can do it. And so we can go and operate in the power of hope to which he called you. Our hope is in Christ, the King of glory. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm going to look at this video two more times. Okay. <laughs> that we will understand what are the riches of his glorious inheritance, not in him, the inheritance that's in the saints. We are dependent upon one another. We come together, we encourage one another, and we push one another to be more than what God has called us to be, to be perfect in God's sight through Christ Jesus. Yes. And then it says, I'm in 19 again. I know y'all, I got y'all jumping all over. <laughs> it says, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? Immeasurable, totally plugged in. We got the three prong stuck all the way in. Getting full power because we are plugged in. Yes. Because we yes. know what is the height. We know what is the depth. We know what is the length. We know the width of God's grace towards us. And because we understand that, we can operate safely in knowing who he has designed for us to be. Yes. According to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ. So the same power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead has been given to you when you are plugged in to him. And let me, okay, I'm going to mess with this for a few, give me three more minutes. I, I, no, I'm a lion. Just give me some more time. <laughs> and he worked, and he worked in, he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Not only did he raise him from the dead, it didn't say that he just raised him. It says he raised him and then seated him at the place of power, which is the right hand, not on the earth, but in the heavenly places. And the same power that he used to bring Jesus from the dead, put Jesus in his position in which he was designed for, is the same power that you have access to. No less power. No less power. Hallelujah. Thank you. No God. less. Thank you. No less. No matter what the enemies tell you, you ain't got no less power because you have access to the same spirit. Yes. He said, I will not leave you comfortless, yes. but I got to go so that you can be connected yes. so that I can sit up at the right hand and be the advocate and turn on the switch so everything Hallelujah. can function as God designed it to function. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I was going to say two more minutes, but I'm sorry. And then he says... That he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, uh, verse 20, and seated him in his right hand in the heavenly places, 
far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. Let me, let me break that down to you really quick. Now, I know there are some folks that do not care for our current president. I know there are some folks that did not care for the president before our current president. I know there are some folks that did not care for the president before our current president, that president, that president. I know there are some folks that did not care for presidents. It, it just happens, right? Right. But he says the power that he gives you is above any president. You ain't got to like him, but he called you to pray for him. Yes. And the reason you can pray for him because you know greater is he that is in you uh -huh. who has got you connected to the source, which is Jesus Christ, who's sitting at the right hand of the Father, the point of power, and you connected to something greater than any president could be connected to. That's why the Paul said, just pray for him. Mm -hmm. Just pray for him. Because you're connected to the power. You are connected to the power. They, see, it says far above all rule, far above all authority, far above all powers, far above all dominion. You are connected to the person that has all that in his hand. Yes. When a person thinks they're in charge and they look behind them to see who's running the thing, that's Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is running this thing. You thought you were running until you looked behind you? You were like, oh, no, oh, I thought I was running this. But no, that's Jesus running this thing. Mm -hmm. And you connected to him. That's why he says if you start operating in your gifts, he will present you before kings and queens and, and, and rulers because they're like, how do you show up in here? Yep. Because <laughs> I'm in, my, your boss is the one that has put me in position to come tell you. Okay. You can ask Nathan about that when he had to go in there to David. He said, David, you the man. <laughs> David, David, David didn't stutter. David said, you right. But he just like, how did Nathan come up in here with that? Because <laughs> he is above. Jesus is above. The power that God uses above any rule, any authority, any power, any dominion. God is, you know what? One of the things I don't like about our country is that we think that we God's people. Mm. We think we God's people. We, we like the spoiled baby <laughs> of the family. God, whatever, God, listen. God is not about a personality. God is about faith. Yes. God is not about, about wealth. God is about faith. Mm -hmm. You know how I know God ain't about wealth? Because they use gold for pavement in heaven. Okay. Streets of paper. You walk on gold in heaven. <laughs> they say that the gates of heaven are pearl. Not made of pearl. It's a big old pearl. Have y'all ever seen a pearl as big as a door? <laughs> That's what heaven's made out of. So what we think is something of value in heaven is just what we're going to be walking through all the time. So none of that means anything. All God is concerned about is faith. Faith. Mm. There is it. Mm, mm, mm. In action. Mm, mm, mm. And he's above, if, name me a person, Jesus is above that person. Okay. Name a person, he's above that person. <laughs> name another, Jesus is above that. Now, whoever you name, whoever you think is hindering you, Jesus is above right, whatever right, hindrance right, that you right. think. Yes. 
If it's a, if it's a, 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 the owner, then you say, God, I know you above this. I know you called me to do this, and God, I need you to work something out. The next thing you know, somebody says, I want you to start a company, and I'm going to support Open you. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Because God has, uh, he's a far above all the rules, all the authority, all the power, all the dominion, above every name that is named. And it said, not only in Paul's day, not only when he wrote this, he said it for every day. Every day. Every day. Age. I ain't even say it right. That's because I want y'all to catch it. Every day. Every day. <laughs> and he was and, and because of the position that Jesus is in, verse number 22 says, and he put all things under his feet. Okay. I don't know how many of y'all are the oldest. But one of the things that you one of the advantages that you get when you're the oldest is that a lot of times your siblings come to you and say, "Can you help me with this?" They, no matter what the situation is, they'll be like, hey, this person's messing with me at school. I need you to come help me out. Or this person's bothering me, and I need you. You know what I'm saying? They, they ask it. Jesus is our big brother in every situation. Hallelujah. Jesus, I got this situation going on. Come on, let's go ahead and deal with it. Come on, let's go ahead and deal with it. Or he'll say, don't worry about it. I got it. Next thing you know, that person, that person see you walking down the street, they will go start turning around and walking the other way. That's right. They be like, oh, that's that's such and such baby. That's such and such. That oh, that's such and such cousin. That's 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 such and such. We have that same ability in Christ. The demons see us, and if we're walking in Christ, they don't see us. They see our big brother walking behind us, like, yeah, what's up? What's up? You got something to say to my brother? You got something to say to my sister? What's up? Y'all know what, y'all, y'all, you see. Okay, did I go too gangster on you? I need to stay, like, spiritual with white and stuff? I'm sorry, that ain't my style. But anyway, <laughs> it says that he put all things under his feet and gave him as the head over all things to the church. So God puts him in this position over all powers, over all dominions, over all authorities. And, and then he says, okay, you're in charge of the church. That's why he's our big brother. That's why everything that he's done for us, we have access to. Everything that God has used him for, we have access to. Because we have asked for wisdom. We have asked for revelation. We have asked for the eyes of our heart to be enlightened. Yes. I can mess with that enlightened for a few minutes, but I'm going to get off that soapbox too. So we got to look at the fact that when God allowed us to be born in whatever year we was born, mm -hmm. that he had this moment that we would come together and realize, like the song says, I got the power. <laughs> I got the power. Well, I just need to turn the switch on and make sure I'm plugged in properly. Right. Now, how do I do that? Give me a couple more seconds. How do I do that? I have to have a constant time of interaction with God. I have to. It's mandatory. There's no way around it. Now, there's some folks in here that have been married. And there are some folks that are married. And there's some folks that will be married. And there's some folks that in the future will be married. 
I will tell you that it is possible to live 50 years with a person and not know them. I will tell you that. I will also tell you that it's possible to live with a person and be their best friend. I will tell you that. But in order for us to be on either one of those continuums requires one thing, interaction. If I don't interact, I will never know this person. I could live with them for 50 years. If I interact, I will know this person, and I will have a relationship with this person, and they will cause me to grow. They will cause me to be better than I would have been if I'd have been by myself because that's what the interaction does. When the Bible uses in the Old Testament, when they use the word know, it was talking about a level of intimacy that requires a coming together causing a interaction that was supposed to be sacred only between those two people. And if we grab hold of this and understand this, to know God, God, this is how I feel about this, and being honest with him and, and saying, I want to know you in a more intimate way. I want this wisdom. I want this power. I want this knowledge. I want this enlightenment. And I'm coming to you asking for it. And as you seek him in the word, by studying, by reading the word, and allowing the word to start filling your mind, your spirit, and your heart, then you can begin to know God in a more intimate way. And as you know him in a more intimate way, it causes your mind to change. I will tell you, being married to Lady Yolanda has caused me to be a nicer person to other people. Being married, because she likes people, and she always looks at the good side, and I don't know why she was like, but that's what God put in. I, I, I shouldn't say I don't know why. I know why God did it, but sometimes I just be like, I ain't going to even tell her, because she's going to say, well, baby, it should you know, I, sometimes I don't want to hear it, but I still tell her. She still says, I said, I knew she's going to say it. But anyway, but now I'm to the point where I'm, we almost, I was teasing, I said, baby, when we get about, we've been married about 60 years, I want us just to be able to, to not even have to talk to each other. I say I want to know each other so well that all you say is A, and the whole conversation, the whole paragraph of conversation will be done in that A. <laughs> I say I want to know each other that well. When the great-grandkids come over, they'll be like, y'all don't hardly talk to each other. Because we know each other so well, because we're so intimate. But now let me tell you how we got to that process. Now y'all call it arguing. I call it discussing. Our kids call it, please be quiet. All right? But it, arguing is not bad. Arguing is not wrong. Arguing means that we're trying to come to a mutual understanding of the current situation. The problem comes, and I done went off on this tangent, the problem comes when we think that the person is personally attacking us. And we put our feelings. I, don't put your feelings in it. Just get understanding. I'm bringing this up to somebody because God is pushing me on this. I'm trying to get off of it. Don't let your feelings get in the way of getting an understanding. Okay. Amen. Do not allow your feelings to block you getting an understanding. Amen. 
We sitting there and we arguing and then 20 minutes later we ain't talking to each other and then the next day you sitting there saying, hey, we need, to, we need to fix this. We need to be talking. And then you say, well, what was we arguing about yesterday? I don't even remember. See, that don't make no sense. <laughs> if you can't even remember what you was arguing about, you just spent a whole 24 hours disconnected because of emotions. And I told you, emotions don't last too long. I think somebody told me 90 seconds. If you can go past 90 seconds, your emotion will change on you. So don't allow your pride to get in the way. Listen to the other person. Hear what they're saying. Ask, say, listen, this is what I'm hearing. Oh, now I gotta do this communication class. Give me, give me a couple more seconds. Ask, is this what you're saying? This what I'm hearing you say. Don't say this what you're saying. Ask them, is this what you're saying? See, it's a difference. You always say that. Don't, don't use affinities. Unless every time, and you ain't known them all their life, so it's impossible for them to do it every time. But just say, I frequently hear you say it like this. Talk to people. And not only your spouse, but anybody else that you come in contact with, anybody else that you're going to interact with. Get an understanding because when you start knowing people and how to interact with people, guess what? You can change them because they're changing you. Mm -hmm. You know the only thing that's constant is change, right? <laughs> Nothing stays the same. Everything changes. Look at the weather in South Carolina. I heard folks out down in Atlanta, I heard folks cussing all the way up in South Carolina talking about what is it doing? What is this white stuff and it's cold outside on the ground? <laughs> Folks is cussing out. What the? I said, Jesus, keep them. I'm on Facebook, folks, and like, this the devil. It ain't the devil, it's the weather. Come on now. <laughs> but I want to close, close with this today. Jesus is our head. Jesus is the connector. You have the inside track to the throne room of God. That's why... I, this might be our song for the year. Miss Yolanda probably going to correct me on it. But that nothing else song, I want y'all to get that in your spirit. Just sit at Jesus' feet. Don't look for him to be a blessing to you. Just get to know who he is. Blessings is like the stuff that come with it. But it just, it just happened. I, I don't, you don't need to seek the blessing. Just seek to know the person. Seek to know. Just, just know. Baby, I just want to know you better. Mm -hmm. I'm back on your spouse right now. I just want to know you better. And they're going to look at you cross-eyed. <laughs> and you just say, I just, no, I I'm not talking about that. I'm just, I, I just, let's, let's just sit down and talk. And they're going to really think like, they, like, like if it's the dude, he's going to be like, Okay, now what I done did. And he going through the roller dancer like what I done did. You know what I'm saying? But you know, we just want, I just want to talk. I just want to know how you feel about things. So that you can understand each other. That's what God, when I look, when I look in the word now, I look through the filter of how God does things. How God reacts to things. And I say, I need to get better at how I do things, how I react to things, because I'm one of his representatives. Amen. And so it causes me to make some, some adjustments. And so that's what I want us to lock in on. That's what I want us to lock in on. Because if Jesus is our head, we should reflect 
who our head is mm -hmm. in everything that we say Amen. and do. Would y'all agree? Amen. All right. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for this opportunity to look into it. And Father, as we seek after you this week, we want to give thanks to you and ask for the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of revelation, and the knowledge of who you are, and knowing that you will enlighten our hearts so that we can know what you have called for us to do, and that we will walk in the inheritance that you've given us. So we thank you, Father, for this to be a dynamic, glorious week in our knowing who you are, not just knowing about you, but knowing who you are and operating in the power of who you are. We thank you and honor you for your word. And may it gain great root in our hearts and that we will grow thereby in the knowledge of you and that will affect everything and everyone around us. We thank you and honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.